Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good Companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming today. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Well, on Tuesday, I had a really good day planned. Like, uh-huh. I had, uh, I had two – well, I had a show. I do a show called No Dunks. Uh, heard of it. Basketball show. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be a jam-packed day because I had a, a haircut booked for me and Lincoln and Jackson. So three men going to a barber together. Ooh, um, that's long because then you got to wait for all three of you. That's right. But it's a, it was a new shop. It is a new shop. Um, it's our man, uh, Jason. Fan yeah, of, shout out to fan Barber of, Jason. Shout out to Barber Jason. Um, he's opening a new shop and so excited to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I texted him and I'm like, Hey, uh, can you squeeze us in? I heard you were moving. I didn't know any real details just from you and, uh, you and our, our friend, Phil, uh-huh. um, <laughs> who oh, also, my friend, Phil Skeets, <laughs> Phil Skeets. Yeah. Uh, it was like, Oh yeah, he's, uh, he's getting a new shop. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. He's not my regular guy. I, I will say that. Like he's not my usual barber. Well, I can't wait to find out if he's going to be at the end of this story. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so I texted him and I said, Hey, I, I hear you're moving. He's like, yeah, I'm getting the keys, like whatever, like on Saturday and I'm setting it up on, uh, Sunday and Monday. So Tuesday I'm, I'm good. Right. And I'm like, really? Because that sounds very fast. But anyways, I was like, awesome. Because that was my day. Like I only had that day really. Uh-huh. I'm a busy guy. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we book it and he sends me a confirmation. Like this is a backdoor booking too. So you feel good, right? Like it's not like, hey, go to the website and just, you know, this is a, this is a guy who's like VIP. And, we're, and I'm like, we're going to be, I'm, I'm like bragging to the kids going, we're going to be the oh, no. first oh, no. guys. Dad. We're going to be the first guys in this place. It's gonna be <laughs> a cool awesome. brag. <laughs> cool brag, Dad. Uh, when 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 he takes those scissors and cuts a quarter inch off your hair, and that curly Doyle hair floats to the ground, that will be the first hair that has ever touched that linoleum. That's right. That's right. Uh, but of course, you know he he texted me very apologetic Tuesday morning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like I can't. Can't do it. He's probably listening to this. So again, <laughs> shout out to Jason. <laughs> I like just uh, Barber Jason. When he opens, we'll give him a shout out. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, of great course. Barber. Yeah, he he is Pro- great. Providing he cuts your hair and your two sons' hair for free forever. <laughs> no, come on, come on. Small no, okay. businesses, you got to support them. Anyways, so every, my whole day was based around this this event, right? This uh-huh. haircut. Wait, I haven't got my haircut or my beard trimmed like since before All Star. So we're talking like early february i'm a fucking mess over here like (laughs) i mean well i don't want to be rude but to me this is what you look like yeah i know but i'm not happy with the way i'm looking right now uh so and i'm going to see duran duran next week but anyways so oh my god we gotta save, save that yeah, I'll save that. But I want to look good for Simon. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you doing like a flock of seagulls hair or something? Well, like, it's like, oh, I can't wait till you see it. But uh, it's um, 
anyway, my whole day was around was was this was the anchor of my day, like the 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 launch of my summer, basically, because right <laughs> the launch of my the, summer. yes, the summer of JD that. <laughs> We were going to go – there's the, the new spot, the new barbershop is right across the street or it's near uh, a theater, mm-hmm. a new theater that I wanted to check out. So we, I bought tickets to Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. So we we're going to get our haircuts. Then we we're going to go to Guardians of the Galaxy and then I had pickleball that night. It was going to be awesome. Like what a day, right? Oh, my God. So unfortunately, Jason had to cancel. We pushed it to next week. So all good there. And we're like, ah, do we? I don't want to all go all the way down there, so we're not going to see the movie. So that's. But fine. you had bought tickets already. Yeah, Fandango. You just, you just. You can uh, refund them. You refund them. It's really okay. easy. So then, so we're like, oh, I know what we can do. The sun's shining. Let's go to the pool. Remember, I got a pool membership. Oh, the I pool have, you hate and feel very uncomfortable at. It was my first time <laughs> going there. So. We're like, this is cool because the sun is shining. Let's go. We're gonna, finally going to go to this pool. We're all together. And it's like 4 o'clock, 4.15 or whatever. So we'll just get a couple hours in and then I'll go hit the pickleball court. We arrive at the pool. It's my fucking nightmare. The pool is closed. But we go in anyways not realizing because there's like hustle and bustle happening. And we're like looking around and they're like, oh, uh, you're not supposed to be here. Which is exactly my nightmare, right? Like, it's my nightmare scenario. It's like, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be here. I know I paid, what, $1,000 to be here, but I, you're, I'm still not supposed to be here. Anyway, they were having a swim meet. Okay. So, uh, they shut it down for Olympic trials. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Quali- qualifying. So, How like, did you not notice it was a swim meet, though? Isn't there, like, uh, well, official-looking people with whistles and clipboards and people I mean, on the blocks? And it's not Well, it, the swim meet hadn't started yet. They had just closed the pool at 4. We got there around quarter after 4. Okay. So okay. And they were just starting to put the lanes across. You see, you, then, see you walk in, you're like, Lincoln Jackson, this is great. I thought this pool would be crowded, <laughs> but look, there's no one in there. We can be belly-flopping our butts off. Yeah, there was literally one person in the pool, and they were assembling the lanes or whatever. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, God damn it. I mean, we're, we're carrying a charcuterie board. Like, literally. Oh, no. <laughs> we're like, so we're going to have a few beers in the sun and enjoy this. And I was like, oh, my God. Hey, hold on. I have to stop you. How do you carry a charcuterie board? Do you, <laughs> did you make it at home? And it had, like, a handle, like a cricket paddle. And you just carry it, like, up like that using the most intense wrist strength ever? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was actually a, a Costco thing. And there was actually a handle on it. And uh, it's like all oh my laid god! Out. They think of everything. Okay, so this is like one of those like um, crudite circles yeah. you get at Costco mm-hmm. with the dip in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Meant, meant to be taken to a picnic or yeah. a sw- or a swim meet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we uh, got- <laughs> swim meet M E A T. Yes. Oh, boom. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we got thrown out of there, and then <laughs> to, to put a button on the day. Thunder starts, pickleball canceled. So oh, literally God, no. everything that I had planned. So this awesome. I was like looking forward to coming on this show and ta- talking about how great my day was before <laughs> the day started. And then everything just went downhill. Hey, but, but, but yeah. isn't that the point of the show that everything we bring up could be good? Yeah, that could true. be not good. So you exactly. were sitting there Monday night looking at your iPhone calendar, 
salivating, <laughs> rubbing your hands together, Mr. Burnstall going, oh, what a big day for JD. JD's yeah. been busy. JD's been stressed out. JD's been a little anxious. But come Tuesday, oh, it's all coming up roses for old Terrence Jason Doyle. <laughs> and then yeah. you wake up, and, and, and honestly, it serves you right. I go through my life thinking every day is going to be a disappointment, and yeah. when it's not, it's a pleasant surprise. I, that's usually my uh, my mo, you know. Like that is what I am. Like I just I don't know. It was a rare uh, a burst of optimism, and that's what <laughs> yeah. I get. That's what I get. Don't they say uh, you make plans and God laughs, or something like <laughs> that? Something, something like that. Yeah. Don't they also say uh, believe in Allah, but also tie your camel to a pole? <laughs> Not relevant, but just another thing uh, people say about God that I've always thought was a great expression. It's like, it believe in God, but just in case, fuck, tie the thing, tie the thing to a po- I also saw uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade last night, so I got camels on the brain. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about it, though. Oh, okay. Why uh, not? Well, because I you... didn't like it very much. Is that your first time seeing it? No, I've seen it before. Yeah. It's my first time, honestly, maybe, I think it came out, what, 89? I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I did. So I would have been eight or nine years old. Um, but I had—I don't think I'd seen it since. And it was funny the things I, I remembered, hmm. um, like uh, you know the you know, the first scene when it's River Phoenix, right? And he's, yeah, he's being chased and he's on the train, and then. It, <laughs> It's just like a a slumdog millionaire train. So he like goes in the first one, and there's a uh, a tiger, uh, a, a lion, and there's a whip there, and he whips right. it. It's like I was oh. watching with I was watching with Jill at church, and she goes, "That's how he got his whip." And then like, uh, oh, the next train, he falls into a pit of snakes. She's like, yeah. "That's why he hates snakes." And then at the end, the guy he's chasing. Who is an archaeologist who who uncovers like this uh, giant cr- gold cross? Yeah, and, and he's like, that should be in a museum. And like we're supposed to be on his side. And I'm like, it's kind of funny how far we've come in the last right. like whatever 28 <laughs> years where we're like, you know, now I guess it would be that should be returned to its country of origin, <laughs> for it was stolen by colonizers. Mm. Um, but uh, I guess Indiana Jones on us. Let's be honest. He's probably on the side of like uh, the people in Berlin at the Pergamon Museum or the, the the people in the British Museum. Like he probably doesn't want to return the stuff. No, I mean uh, I'm pretty sure the museum pays him. I just watched Raiders, the first one. Now Raiders is good. Still, Raiders is right? holds oh up. My God. It's like a top ten movie, right? I mean, a hundred percent agree. Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this. As someone that's seen it, is Temple of Doom better than Last Crusade? Like, should I go back and watch Temple of Doom? Because I, I watched Raiders during the pandemic, and it was, and it held up. Yeah. Temple of Doom, I have not seen it in years. And I remember being, like, kind of like a kid whenever it came out. And I was, like, disappointed by it. I was like, what is this? It's, it, go, it happens before. <laughs> what is this? Like, <laughs> I couldn't get my head around the fact that it happened. It was a prequel. You know what I mean? Ahead of its time, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fine, I guess. Kate Capshaw, I don't know. Well, anyways, uh, Last Crusade, it doesn't really hold together as a movie. Like, a lot of it, you're like, wait, what? Probably my favorite part of the movie is like, 
Oh, I should also say that the the guy that he's trying to take the uh, the cross back from at the end gives him his hat. Right. And that's, that's how, how he gets his hat. His hat. <laughs> River Phoenix. I mean, that was a, a, the bummer of watching the movie. He was so great in it. Yeah. He's, and he's only in that one scene. Yeah. Um, but frankly, one of the better parts of the movie. But anyways, like, uh, you know, his dad is Sean Connery. He gets captured by the Nazis. And so then it's like, this guy's like, he's being held in a thing on the Austro-German border or whatever. And Indiana Jones just like shows up, you know, <laughs> pretends to be like a Scottish lord in like a, a castle filled with Nazis. Right. Just, you know, like kind of quite easily, you know, he gets captured, but quite easily gets out. Okay, but then they're like, we got to go find the book, like his dad's book where he's been uh, you yeah. know, yeah. drawing his maps and his iconography because it has the secrets in it that he can't remember because he wrote them down. So then they just then cut to the next scenes like they're in Berlin at like a Nazi book burning rally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you, how did how did you get there? How did you know? And then like fucking Hitler's there. Yeah. And he's the, like face to face with him. He's face to face. Hitler right? autographs yeah. his book, which oh, was yeah. also weird because everyone is throwing books on this giant pile of burning books, right? <laughs> so he finally gets the book back from the 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 Nazi Girlfriend, who both him and his dad fuck, by the way. That I did not pick up when I was eight years old. It's like, ew. Yeah. They both do sex with her. Yeah. And uh, there's this scene where where they're, like, tied up in the chair back to back. And she whispers in his ear, into Harrison Ford's ear, like, you know, oh, you were great. And uh, Sean Connery goes, oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, oh, you're talking to my more virile son. Oh, (laughs) god damn it. My son is better at sex than I am. But I bet when I was his age, I could have had sex with this Nazi way better than my son. I mean, it's an interesting – I mean, Sean Connery in his prime was like super stud, right? Like, Oh, like he's James Bond. Who's at? Who's better at their peak, Harrison Ford or Sean Connery? I mean, this this has must be an internet debate that has happened before. I honestly think it would be Sean Connery. I think so too, but I, don't I mean, know. was there anything sexier than Bond? Like the, you know, first Bond, like uh, <sighs> the Doctor No and the Octopussy. Yeah, but there's also the scoundrel factor. Unless he wasn't in Octopussy. I don't have a He wasn't. Right? That was Roger Moore. Why don't you correct me? Now I look like an idiot. <laughs> Say know. another movie that he was in, another Bond movie. <laughs> to to Russia with Love? Was he in that one? Uh, no, that was also Roger Moore. Okay, the um, one uh, where Dr. they're skiing. No. Dr. I no. said Dr. No. That's the uh, one I said. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was definitely skiing. Are you? That's uh, also Roger Moore. Go that's ahead. a Fear Eyes Only. <laughs> Roger Moore probably is better at sex than Harrison Ford. <laughs> 100%. Who's hey, a better so far Bond? you haven't named another movie, another James Bond That's movie. before my time. That's the thing. Okay, um, but you like James Bond. Never Say Never Again was when uh, Connery comes back to play Bond after Roger Moore had been Bond for a while. Oh, see, I didn't even know that there was a... Yeah, he made a return. Goldfinger, that's Goldfinger, the one I'm thinking of. of. Yes. Okay. And The Rock, okay? That's another one. Not James Bond in that movie, but... A okay, The Untouchables. <laughs> also not James Bond. Entrapment with Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> Same again. But, okay, and uh, my favorite, probably my favorite uh, Bond movie, Finding Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man now, Bond, he said in that movie, I think. I fucking hated that movie. 
Finding Forrester? Yeah. I hated it. Um, not a good movie. It's Gus Van Zandt directed that, didn't he? Was uh, it? Was it? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I can't, th- I can't it... click away from the page I'm on because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my second favorite Bond movie, Rising Sun with Wesley Snipes. Remember that one? Based, <laughs> based on the Michael Crichton novel? I actually read where they that eat, book. Uh, they eat... Um, sushi off a naked woman do you remember that's all this was like a classic like we had that illegal box you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah uh in the cable days like 90s it would work 12 percent of the time like it would scramble 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 right uh but rising sun was on there for months and i remember Mm. seeing it at an age when i probably no definitely should not have seen it yeah but i just remember wow when you get older probably the coolest thing you could do is eat Raw fish, which really should be kept at a specific temperature. <laughs> Not body temperature. <laughs> Not body <laughs> heat. <laughs> you just eat it off women. Ugh, gross. And I tell you, I'm 41 years old. I haven't even come close to eating sushi off a naked woman. I mean, you could do it. if you. I wanted. could do it now. I mean, but I guess I mean not someone I'm dating. Oh, I see. A stranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's well, not as fun when... <laughs> When I order the sugar fish and say, <laughs> hey, Jill, do you want to watch 1993's Rising Sun <laughs> adapted from a book by Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton? The guy that wrote Jurassic Park? She says to me, probably not. I say, yes. He was on, see, in the 90s, Michael Crichton was on fire. Have you ever heard of Sphere? Mm. That's where they go under the water and manifest things. Have you actually read any of his books? No, no. Just yeah. I've seen the movie Congo. Yeah. Okay, uh, the apes. The ang- apes are angry. Yeah. yeah. They've lasers. Did they? There's some lasers. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's a great scene where they're they're rafting and the um, uh, hippos are chomping oh. down on them. That's that's the scene that convinced me. Fine, I finally agree. Hippos are the most dangerous animal. <laughs> they kill more people than sharks and crocodiles. I wasn't convinced until Congo. I've never seen that, I guess. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so do you think I should show her, like, Congo first? What I'm saying is, like, do I try to backdoor into Rising Sun so it doesn't seem obvious that <laughs> what I'm trying to do is convince her to eat sushi <laughs> off of her? No, I mean, the gateway would be Jurassic Park, no? Right. I mean, I'm sure – no, she's seen Jurassic Park. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, fine. Congo. Okay, we start Jurassic Park. Yeah. Then we hit Sphere. Yeah. And then I wait till she's like, we've seen all the Crichton films. <laughs> and I'm in, baby. I'm, I'm in. The Is, could there be anything else? <laughs> and then I say, yes, Disclosure. I think Disclosure was a Crichton. <laughs> no, wait, was it? Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to look it up quickly. Another... I think I referenced this before that I that the one thing I remember from that is that he says she had nipples like pencil erasers. <laughs> it is count. based on a Michael Crichton film. Wow. Okay, so that we watch Disclosure. Then she's like, I thought it couldn't get any better than Sphere. Then you showed me Congo. I thought I was at the peak. Then yeah. you showed me Disclosure. Mm-hmm. Cert- surely there's nothing else. No, no one man could have written this many books that would made these <laughs> movies that were so good. I say, well, there is one, but I don't know if you're ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also Westworld in there as well, right? Westworld, also, the movie with uh, well, the movie and the show is very, very loosely based on a Crichton novel. I but believe. that movie's so old. That was a Crichton. I think so. 
Crichton right. is old. You're easy. He's dead now. He was died in the nineties, I think. Oh my God, Jill's gonna be so upset. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Crichton. All right. Well, ba- what? How did we fucking start talking about this? Oh, right, the Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had you finished about your terrible day? I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't done. terrible. It was just uh, it was supposed to be a good day, and it turned out to be a pretty meh day. Okay, well, good luck to you, Barbara Jason. We're uh, we're all excited for you. Surely, yeah. surely Skeets will be patronizing this new shop. Oh, I, I I would imagine. Yeah, of course. It's like when you get, um, you know, like us lay people have to go online to make a reservation through Open Table or Resi, and they don't put them all up there because they're giving some to their friends and want to save some for walk-ins. But this is just like texting the maitre d directly. Yeah, you say. Have my table ready for me. Exactly. It's like texting Gordon Ramsay and say, hey, man, you got room for me today? And he says, actually, no. I, 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 I <laughs> no, ran out don't. of time. And, who, and how did you get this number? <laughs> you say, <laughs> I will. Mistake, it was mistakenly listed in the credits of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I will, of course, moving forward, will be using the online whatever the infrastructure is. Maybe he doesn't I want you to. Maybe he wants mm. you to text him. Yeah, I guess. I feel awkward about that. Yeah, okay. Just go through the online system. Yeah. Be a be a pussy. Be a schlub. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I do anything good or not good this week? JD, yeah. thanks for asking. I was about to, but you looked like you were about to say something, so I didn't want to interrupt. I'm always about to say something. <laughs> so I, went to an art, I went to an art exhibit this week. Oh, okay. Uh, at, a mu- at a museum. Ooh, an actual museum. Yeah, so while you're out there seeing the latest Marvel offering, I'm getting cultured. Okay. No bells, no whistles, no popcorn, just me and some finely curated works of art. Wow. So a solo trip to the art gallery. No, no, I went with Jill. So I went to the Broad, which is this uh, pretty big art museum. It's in downtown LA. Okay. It looks really cool. It's actually free to get in to see the permanent collection, which is okay. good. It's it's contemporary art. They've got like uh, they got some Coons. They've got some uh, some yeah. Warhol, mm-hmm. some Basquiat. You know the oh. classics. Okay, those are probably all from very different time periods. And uh, <laughs> some Robert Rauschenberg. Does that excite know. you? Some Jasper Johns. You like the American flag? Uh, this guy. I, this guy loved the American I love flag. The American and he flag. painted a lot of them. <laughs> uh, but in a cool way, in a cool okay. ah. indie way. Okay. But anyways, uh, this was a. We went for a Keith Haring exhibit. Keith Haring. Yes. I've definitely Keith, heard the name. I don't. You you know what he would uh, what he's done. Like if you saw it, like he's very expressive, like almost cartoony. Okay. Uh, like a dog. That's how I would, maybe I should have get gotten a picture for you, <laughs> but. Um, he will oh i know this guy okay yeah. like here like this you've seen this yeah okay yeah i was gonna say <laughs> like, uh, like yes please stop asking me <laughs> no i mean it's uh what it was uh did he do like the aids awareness yes logo? exactly yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Okay. okay so okay. he was gay i mean like tragically he died of aids in 1990 really young i think he was like in his 30s yeah uh, i mean which which was, you know, one of the interesting things about the exhibit, obviously, is like harkens back to a time when people, the you know, people were just getting decimated by AIDS and mm-hmm. Reagan, and basically the government was doing nothing. So they were like, oh, well, it's uh, for gay people, so right, we don't give a shit. Um, 
Anyway, so he, di- he dies in 1990. Very sad, but... I enjoyed the exhibit, but my question for you was, like, do you ever, like, walk through a museum and feel like, am I, d- like, doing this wrong? Because <laughs> there are a way that I'm supposed to be doing this that is better than the way I'm doing it. Well, how were you doing it? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I do my museum stance, which is both hands behind my back. Okay. <laughs> I, I am a good boy. I read all the things on the walls. Yep, I do that, too. And just try to, like, get, like, a bit of a sense of it. But, like, I'm not, like, staring at the artwork. I'm looking at it. I'm taking mm-hmm. it in. And I'm like, that's cool. And then I'm moving on. And it's to me, it's more just, like, being in a new place. Like, being in an interesting space. Like, literally. Like, because, I don't know. I'm working from home. I'm home so often. That just being in a museum that itself has cool architecture. And that um, the exhibit itself, they put thought into how it's laid out. And the colors. And the colors of the walls. And things like that. Right. You know, I'm, like, just happy to be in a different place, walking around, doing a thing I don't normally do. Mm-hmm. And it's just a vibe, I guess. And and that's really mostly what I'm getting from it. Right. Well, so what's the – what's wrong with that? I well, mean, I'm just – I don't know. Like I, like, I see people studying the paintings, and I'm like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff about um, – AIDS and gay culture there, so there's a lot of penises, you know, kind of embedded in the work. And I'm like, there's a penis. (laughs) So were you feeling self-conscious about staring at the penis for too long? No, 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 no. I was totally fine staring at the penis. I was just like, this guy painted some, like, giant, like, he painted a lot of stuff on tarps. Yes. Like, the length of a giant room. So it's like, you're looking at it, and I'm like, all right, it's black and white. It looks cool. I like the way it looks. Okay. Well, what more are you supposed to get from? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't do you th- know? No, I don't. I mean, you so know. So you're looking at art in the same way. You're just like, yeah, it's cool. I'll walk through and I'll be like, oh, this is cool. And then I'll pause and I'll read the thing. And then yeah. I'll just keep walking and I'll be like, okay, I don't care for that one. And I don't care for that one. And then I'll go to one that catches my eye. And what else are you supposed to do? I'm but not – okay, I'll say this. Like the, yeah, go ahead. I'm not going to every single goddamn painting and reading every single one and just taking it all in and, you know, moving from side to side and getting every angle and moving up close to see those brush strokes, you know. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Unless – unless I'm not, I'm not looking at a br- single brush stroke. Yeah. I mean – If there's texture, I don't want to know. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, again, I mean, Herring has really bold. Yeah, it's very crazy, bold. Like, it's very colorful. Well, except for the ones that are in black and white. Yeah, but they're but just impressive they're to look in at. Your face and like yes, very in your face. And they're not hard to understand, I wouldn't right. say. Like, they're like, this one is about, wor- uh, you know, the worry of nuclear war in the 80s. I'm like, yep, that does look like <laughs> nuclear fallout. And then he was doing in his later period, like a lot of stuff about social justice and mm-hmm. racial justice and stuff like that. And you're like. Yeah, that's that. That's what that definitely is. Uh, I mean, the the two interesting things were that there was one panel that was like a quote from him, and he said, "Rap is rap culture is at its peak right now." And it was like 1985. Wow. I was like, yeah, yeah that's too bad you didn't get to see. Yeah. <laughs> That that was not the peak, but <laughs> the start, not the peak. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool, like the cross section of. You know, New York in the 80s, like, he was 
doing street art, like, you know, contemporary of Basquiat, and then also producing, you know, these pieces that he was selling in galleries and things like that, but also right at the cross-section of, like, uh, dance, like, dance music, club culture. He was, like, buddies with Madonna, mm-hmm. and he even, like, painted a outfit that she wore. Okay. Um, right in the middle of fashion. So it kind of, like, does make you think, like, well, is anything like that happening now? Like, is an, uh, does art matter to the point where there is, like, a cross-section of interesting art and music and fashion? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is. And yeah. I'm sure in, like, 30 years I'll be like, oh, that was happening in Brooklyn in 2023? Cool. Well, didn't Lady Gaga have that painter that swallowed paint and then barfed on her during her performances? I hope so. Otherwise, that's a really weird thing Did to I make dream up. That? <laughs> I mean, I know she wore fake meat dress. Yeah. So it, I mean, real meat. Right. Yeah. It was a real. Was it real? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, I don't okay. know. I, I don't yeah. think it was like an impossible. That would be funny though. If someone wore an impossible burger dress. <laughs> so she wore a meat dress. How do you keep the flies away and all that? Like. That I don't. I don't think you do. I think that's part of it. Oh, uh, okay. See, that's true art. Yeah, but maybe, she definitely. I, I remember seeing a clip of so of this painter would paint. I'm almost positive that she barfed on, paint on <laughs> Lady Gaga during a performance. Well, there there is a I don't know is it Gigi Allen who who did the thing where they were like ingesting or not um, taking a paint enema and then shitting it out. <laughs> I think that's a Mr. Show sketch, is it not? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that is true. But I do think that happened. Okay. Or maybe it's – yeah, you're right. Maybe it's – mis- you, you know a lot tell. about art. God, I fucking love it. <laughs> I love art. Well, the way, I, it, the way it hangs. <laughs> did you did you pay for the uh, herring part of the exhibit or – So you do have to pay, but on Thursday nights it's free if you book in advance. Oh, so nice. uh, Well, don't tell Chill, but I said I was taking her on a date to the museum, but it was free. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I did. I paid for parking. Okay, that was enough as far as I was concerned. Um, and a dinner after, like, a, what, was it an? Af- uh, it was an yeah. We thing? went. We got tacos after. Okay, at Sonora Town. Whew. good tacos. Oh, That's great. all I'll tell you. That take. I'll take awesome. you there if you ever come. Well, that sounds uh, doesn't sound good. It sounds great. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I don't know. I got so many uh, so many other things to talk about, JD. I don't know which right. which I should ask you. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. I was in a scenario where. I was out of the house, and after just saying I'm never out of the house, had to pee. <laughs> and I was like, I'm definitely not going to make it home right. to pee. So I was like looking for somewhere to pee, nowhere to go. So I went into a restaurant, and my questions for you are, when you do this, like pee in a place that you don't patronize, whether it's like a hotel or a store or, or a restaurant, mm-hmm. do you feel bad? <laughs> and do you have a strategy? Because my strategy is... Walk in, yeah. Confidence. Don't talk to the person or the host at the front if there is one. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Uh huh. Now the people at the back just assume, like people in the kitchen or people at the water station, just assume you're a patron that has gotten up to the table to use the restroom. Right. And then on your way out, maybe the person at the front knows, but then what are they going to do? Ask for your pee back? (laughs) It is the perfect crime. It is. My strategy is this. I come in if I am by myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I come in, hostess, if I have to make eye contact with the host or hostess, 
I will, but I'm looking at my phone urgently. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're walking in on your walking phone. in, and I'm looking at my phone. The phone's turned off. Like, oh, oh, at... Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to make an appointment with my barber uh, <laughs> through the online app. That's right. Blow by them, and then uh, and then I go. And if I have to ask, I'll be like uh, restroom. You know, like in a hurry, like uh, mm-hmm. restroom. And then they go, it's right over there because I look like I'm coming in to meet somebody or whatever. Mm. Right. That's true. I, I often do pee first when I am legitimately in a restaurant. Right. And then when I then I go do my business, and then when I come out, I am now on the phone talking on the phone oh my as God. if I'm looking for somebody. I'm like, and then I walk out the door, and then that's the end of the encounter. <laughs> I'm concerned that you don't understand the privilege that you have. I mean, for, forget about white privilege. How about tall privilege and uh, scary beard privilege? Yeah, like you don't have to do all that. No one's going to say shit to you. <laughs> I know it's, you're a nice guy, but I don't think other people no. necessarily assume that. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm hey, yes, I'm very privileged in that sense, uh, and yeah, I'm aware of it. But I also take full advantage of it. Of looking scary, sometimes, yeah. Do you think you look scary? Not to, really, to a stranger. No, well, I don't. But know. I guess it's impossible for you because you are you, and you know you're nice. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like I look like a cute little teddy bear. <laughs> but that's also good. If you yeah, show... but the downside is that on my there's a sign on my back that says like uh, you know, fuck with me. <laughs> right, right. Like get you know if you want to if you like if you want if you're a host and you've been shat on all day and you're like I'm gonna fuck a straw is going to break this camel's back. Did I mention I saw the Last Crusade? Uh, <laughs> and it's just a question of who it is, right? And it's me versus you. They're more likely to unload on me than I, you. I yes, I assume that's true. Yeah, unless they like pain and want to be like, <laughs> I hope this guy punches me in the face. Yeah, but I would like to have a little bit of what you have when I'm coming onto like a pickleball court, and it's just I'm by myself, and it's literally all sixty plus women. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Because they never wanted like, you know, I like I feel self conscious about going. Hey, you want to, you know, you want to dink with me? You know, like you wanna, <laughs> is that what you say? Up. Is that what you're supposed to say? Well, well uh, you, you did when you're warming up. You start by dinking. Okay. All right. So, oh, I guess that's like the pickleball version of rallying, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, and then you move on to you know serving or whatever. But mm-hmm. but it's just hard for me to insinuate myself into this group of people. They also think that I'm fucking great. And I'm awful. Like, they're all better than me in terms of playing. So, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I wish I had a little more, like, I looked, in certain circumstances, I wish that I looked less intimidating. Well, but the, but you, the beard has, is your choice. I mean. I guess. Barbara Jason could take that thing right off. Yeah. But Rachel would not like that. Oh, she, she's very prolonged beard. Yeah, I can't have a beard like this if my wife doesn't like it. That's a very fair point. <laughs> uh, well, now I have to bring up this story because it's about both bathrooms and pickleball. Okay. And it's great news because I know you were worried about this. You were telling me I, every show you we were like, I'm so worried. I'm so worried. I'm so worried about Ben Affleck and Jennifer <laughs> Lopez because they have yet to buy a house. Yes. Well, I was very, very concerned y- about those two. 
good news, J.D. You don't have to worry about it anymore. They have finally purchased a house in Beverly Hills, the Wallingford Estate. The Wallingford Estate? Yes. Yes, the Wallingford Estate. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of it now. I, I'm just clicking this link now. Oh, hold on, J.D. I, 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 sorry, I have to go back to The Last Crusade. I forgot to say what my favorite part was because I got waylaid by the, by the book burning. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he gets his notebook back, right? Hitler signs it. Doesn't throw it on the pile when everyone else is doing that. Weird. Anyways, so they're having an, he's, he's driving in that little motorcycle with the sidecar with, the, with Sean Connery. Harrison yeah. Ford's driving. Yeah. And they basically get to like kind of a crossroads. Like they're escaping and now they're, you know, they're not being followed anymore. And they get to a crossroads. And they're like, well, we got to go back to Venice where, you know, we started digging up these clues. Right. And then, uh, and then Sean Connery's like, no, we have to go back to Berlin because – I think they – I forget what it was. They ripped pages out of his notebook and if the grail falls into their hands, they'll do evil things with it. Right. Anyways, so they come to a sign and they're arguing and the sign says Berlin left, right. Venice right. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Just a classic <laughs> sign in Germany that says Berlin to the left, <laughs> different city in a different country yeah. to the right. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of an insult to my intelligence. Not when you're eight. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Great yeah. movie when you're one. Are you kid, fucking kidding me? I remember things. I was like, I remember laughing so hard in the theater when Harrison Ford is um, slamming that stanchion through the ground in the yeah. library to yeah. get underground where they find the, the Knights of Templar guy. And the the old man is – it's a dead quiet library and the old man is stamping books. And every time he stamps it, Harrison Ford's hitting the, th- the floor and it's making this giant noise. And the guy's looking at his rubber stamp like, <laughs> oh, uh, what? <laughs> and this stamp used to be so quiet. And now this stamp makes such a big bang. So you, you weren't as amused this time? No, I was, I was like, no, it was great because I was like, I don't find this as funny anymore. But I remember laughing, and I, I'm getting that yeah. warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. And then in the end, does it turn out that the Grail doesn't give you? It, it gives you eternal life, but only if you stay in the cavern. I believe that is correct. Right. Yes. So it's not really dangerous at all, as it turns out. But they didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And also, it's like the bad guy. And the Nazi girl follow Harrison Ford. Remember, because I was waiting the whole movie for the end, the three trials, right? Because yeah. that shit is like fucking in my head. Like, you got to kneel before God. Right. You got to st- spell Jehovah, but it's spelled with an I. Yeah. And then you got to take the leap of faith, right? Yeah. And I was waiting. I was like, oh, wait till Jill sees this end. Like, it is an amazing. Oh, she had never seen it before? No, she'd never seen it. Oh, okay. She'd seen the first two and not this one. And then, and then the scene when he picks the right goblet. You know, Jesus was a carpenter. It's the, right. the least adorned one. And yeah. I was like waiting the whole movie for this part. But then the bad guy just follows him mm. after he completes the tasks. And Indiana Jones's dead father is right there going, it's spelt with an I. <laughs> There's a shot where Harrison Ford turns around. They're all standing right there. Just yell. <laughs> it's with an I. <laughs> Very, okay. We're done talking about The Last Crusade. Something I didn't even want to talk about. Anyways, the Wallingford Estate, it's in Beverly Hills. They got a great deal, which you were worried about that too. You were like, I'm yeah. wondering they're going to spend too much money on this. So this house, the Wallingford Estate, was listed for the first time in 2018 at $135 million. But then it was listed recently at $75 million. 
And they got it for a mere $60.9 million. Wow. Like, that's half price, a, practically. A bargoon. <laughs> An absolute bargoon. So I told you it had to do with pickleball and bathrooms. 38,000 square feet, 12 bedrooms. Guess how many bathrooms? 12? There's 12 bedrooms? Yeah. Well, there's probably 12 bathrooms. That would make sense, right? <laughs> you sweet summer child. <laughs> you don't know how to dream. Uh, 24 bathrooms? Exactly. Right? No. Yes, double the amount of, of places to put. Now, my question is, they, they're going to live in this house. Let's say we give them a year. Okay. <laughs> I come back to Ben Affleck in a year from now. Yeah. I say, how many bathrooms did you use? Hmm. Do you think he, he hit for the cycle? Do you think wow. he used all 24? I say 0% chance. You say 0%? 0% chance that in 365 days, he's using 24 discrete bathrooms. Yeah, I think you're probably right, actually. Because, like, you... one's going to be in a weird place, like, that he never goes to, like, the basement or something, or the servants' quarters. I'm sure Are... they don't call them servants' quarters anymore, but... Does he have, like, kids still? Or, like, I know he has kids, but are they adulty kids, or are they... Maybe they might both have kids? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. This is they not don't have 12 kids, that's for sure. Though they don't have 24 kids. Yet. Yet. They're newlyweds. Uh, anyways, the other thing that's important is that it has a pickleball court in it. Yeah, um, I am seeing that now. I didn't realize it was uh, an indoor pickleball court. Oh, so that upsets you. This, that's too much. It's But you could play it all seasons, whether it's, it's raining or not. Uh, we had a very rainy winter, JD. Oh. People are freaking out about June gloom. You know about June gloom? No, I, I'm not aware. Well, spring hits like where you are in Atlanta. Everyone gets excited. Hey, it's here. Warm weather, sun. Right. Here we have May gray, June gloom. So everyone always thinks it's May, June. It's going to be hot and sunny. It's not. It never is, but it surprises people every year. And then it's like mega hot in like September, October, like crushingly hot. Right, right. So it just uh, – who fucking don't, don't cares? Don't tell me about being crushingly that? hot in September, October, man. You don't I know. in Atlanta. Okay, great. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's a, it looks great. You're excited for them. Just at least admit that you're finally – you can put that to rest. And I'm, you're very excited for Ben and J-Lo. In fact, could you look into the camera and congratulate Ben and J-Lo on their recent purchase as a housewarming present? Jen. Ben. <laughs> that sounds really weird. I've never referred to her as Jen. Yeah. I refer to her as Jenny from the block. Yeah. J-Lo. Or Jennifer. Yeah. Or Benifer, if you will. Sure. You know, why not? Okay, yeah, this we're... is a shitty housewarming gift so far. <laughs> Imagine if they purchased a cameo. Matt <laughs> like, Damon purchases a cameo of you congratulating them on buying the house. <laughs> Guys, congratulations <laughs> on buying the house. I'm really excited for you. Uh, I hope you invite me over to play pickleball inside. There's a basketball court there, too, or a hoop there as mm -hmm. well, and a chandelier right over mm -hmm. it. That seems like a terrible idea. But uh, you go, kids. Um, <laughs> you're uh, looking where? at your notes and you're like, uh, your friend Matt D wanted me to say that um, he loves you. He misses you. Uh, he had such a good time writing 
GWH. I don't know what that is. Uh, and he hopes that you can continue your uh, long partnership. And he's just so happy for you and Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. Maddie D. <laughs> Maddie D. Uh, all right, JD. A little housekeeping with a little bit of transparency behind it because we have a change coming up. Ooh. Yes. So as everyone knows, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash is this good. And originally when we started, the idea was let's try to make some money from this so we can pay yeah. our expenses, uh, make a little money. Obviously, you have a full-time job. I need to pay you to entice you to work <laughs> <laughs> even more than you already do. As you already said, you're so busy, you have to privately text a barber yeah. to get an appointment. That's okay? true. You mm-hmm. can't go through the online app like the rest of us. That's how, that's how busy you are. And when we were doing it, all we had time to do was the, the is this good show because you have a full-time job, I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so we figured, well, for the Patreon, what we'll do is we'll make a segment of the show Patreon only. Yes. And Which is not crazy. That's not a crazy idea. Is well, it? not only is it not crazy, when we had that meeting with the person that worked at Patreon, they were like, this is a great idea because now you can like naturally – Talk about the Patreon. Pitch ahead to it. Right, yeah. And people will be enticed. Right. We haven't spoken to her since. <laughs> I didn't have she's the... getting a cut. Is she? Oh, well, cut they are getting a cut. Patreon gets they're a getting cut. a cut. Everyone gets a, everyone gets a taste in little... this digital world. <laughs> anyway, carry on. All right, so we've seen how it went. Yeah. And we're changing it up. Okay. The reason we're changing it up, because now we have this extra show, The Great Beyond. Mm-hmm. Which uh, was a mini soda, if you'll remember correctly. Thought we'd come on, do a quick 10, <laughs> 10 to 15. And, uh, but no, I just have to talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, a movie that came out in 1989. It's very important. It's relevant, though, because there's very a new, relevant. the new one's coming out. Because of camels. Oh, right, because the new one's coming out. Is that out. why you were, you were watching No, not even. But oh. I, I'm curious. It's supposed to be not good, to be honest, but I'm going to watch it. Can't be worse than The Crystal Skull. Whew. I didn't even finish that movie. You know what? It's funny. I didn't either. It was like for, it was free on HBO or something a while ago, and I said, "I think I am good with this one." Yeah. Back to the Patreon. So basically, what we're doing now is we're switching it so that one of the Great Beyond shows, there's one a week, so four a month. One of those is going to be Patreon only. So if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, there is an entire show that you are not going to get. The whole GD episode. The whole GD show. And we think that's better for the Patreon people because instead of like having to listen to the show, then go get this one extra segment or uh, you know listen to it on Patreon itself. Now you're just going to get this full show. It's going to be there. You're just going to listen to it straight through. It's going to make sense as a whole. And then also now we don't have to like do this thing with our when we have guests on who we don't know and be like, all right, well now we're just doing this Patreon thing, and they're like, what? Why? Why is it different now? And so whatever. We're not doing that. It's just more streamlined. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to be. Will it change again? Probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not afraid to iterate. We're not afraid to get things wrong. Yeah. Fail fast. Fail medium, I would say. I, have we failed, though? Like No, no, no. It's not a failure. New. It's not a failure at all. <laughs> we're just changing it. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. We're not afraid to fail, but I, I don't know. If, uh, is I it... mean, I am actually petrified to fail. <laughs> But that's good news because this isn't a failure. Exactly. Officially, this is not a failure. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you think, sounds like it's a real failure. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not. Hell no. 
I keep insisting. Uh, <laughs> in actual non-joking fact, the Patreon has been so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. I mean, originally we did it because I was like, well, we need to make some money to pay our expenses. And now it's just like a cool community of people that are on the Discord that hop in and I'm like, look at this. They're talking to each other about yeah. funny, fun stuff. It's really cool. I hop in. I see you've been hopping in more. I have been, yeah. Uh, so that's – it's really cool. It's it's honestly really fun. Join the Patreon. Depending on the tier, you can also do the, the live stream with us where you can ask us questions. We have just a nice communal chat. Um, episodes, you're going to get them ad-free. At least the, uh, the Is This Good episode if you subscribe to the Patreon. So subscribe mm-hmm. to the Patreon. It helps us out. And basically, if you don't subscribe, you're going on the backs of the other people that are subscribing to the Patreon. <laughs> They're the ones that are making sure all this free shit's happening. And you're just free riding. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash is this good. We'd appreciate if you join us there. But, I mean, I don't feel like I need to beg because it is legitimately fun. Yeah. All right. Join it or don't. Yeah, see if I care. You think it's a failure? <laughs> I'll tell you what's not a failure. That beautiful green is this good oh, shirt that yeah. you're wearing. Oh, that company man. I put this aside on Sunday night knowing uh, I'm wearing this on Thursday. I put it in the lineup. Not that wow, I don't have a, a lineup. <laughs> what a week. Sunday night, excited to wear a shirt. Monday night, excited for his Tuesday haircut. Tuesday, it all falls apart. But I still had this shirt. I was a, it was the, the one The shirt's thing. been keeping you going. Exactly. Well, if you want to be kept going through your humdrum life, go to isthisgoodpod.com and buy the merch, Taking the Nation by Storm. And uh, the guests have been asking for the shirts, J.D. I guess we got to start giving well, guests yeah. the shirts. I mean, yeah. it's kind of the least we could do. Yeah. They're interested in it, so let's do it. All right. Well, join patreon.com such as this good so we have more money to buy merch for the guests. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of thing the... is like a weird reverse Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Yeah, it is but weird one thing it's not, to... one thing it's not, and I think everyone that's listening would agree, <laughs> is a failure. That should be our next shirt. Definitely not a failure. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this good? Is this a failure? No, it's not. Is it a success? Jury's still out. Mm. But you can make it a success. <laughs> All right, send me emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. I could always use some good topics. And subscribe to Is This Good on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, let's do some quick follow-up, JD, because as, uh, as always, we're going long. Uh, you know what? I'm most curious about this, actually. Okay. Usually I do follow-up from our own show. Okay. <laughs> but I'd actually like to do follow-up from a different show, the No Dunks program that you uh, mentioned earlier. Yes, yes. You sort of casually mentioned that you're doing weed again? Yeah. I'd yeah. love to hear literally everything about it. <laughs> well, not regularly or anything, but uh, as you know, I, I suffer from headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and Terrible migraines. D- yeah, incapacitating. Um, Debilitating. But I, yeah. But you wouldn't, like, I've done, like, three or four shows of this show with one of these headaches. So they're not debilitating, but mm-hmm. it makes things unpleasant. Um, well, anyways, people in the comments noticed. What's that? I said the people in the comments oh, noticed. Yeah. Uh, They're like, oh, another migraine show. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, weed – I'm not a weed guy. Like I haven't really uh, – I've never been a weed guy. I've never really liked the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Canada, I don't know, the, I guess in 2019, 
it's legal there now. So I went and I got like uh, like a five milligram edible. Yep. You know, just be, just to try, just to see if it really gave me some relief, just to chill out or whatever. I have to interrupt you to ask: Do you know if it was indica or sativa? Or it was indica. I specifically got that because I wanted to take it and basically go to bed. Right. Perfect. So and that's what I'd recommend. Yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, and it, it helped a little bit. So, but now I live in Georgia, but then I found, I realized that they have, you know, this Delta eight and Delta nine shit that they actually mm-hmm. will mail to you. It's somehow legal. And I've been messing with that a little bit, but it's not the same. Like it's not, there's something about I, it. I know weird. I've heard that advertised on podcasts before and Hey, Delta eight or Delta nine, Delta force. Fuck, Delta 10, <laughs> Shout out to Deltas 1 through 5, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, yeah, they don't advertise those. So I will say, yeah, I've heard that doesn't really work great, but I also I mean, don't fully understand what it is. Yeah, I, I don't. If it's weed, then it would be weed. Yeah, somebody's going to jump into Discord and correct us and tell us all about it. Um, but uh, it, I mean, I found, like, the, the stuff that I've got, like, like, I got 15 milligrams of like the sleepy time thing mm-hmm. or whatever. So I assumed it's indica, but it doesn't say. And I think it's full of like melatonin as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for Delta, this, uh, Delta late. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so strong. And I cut it in qu- a quarter of it. Oh, really? And it was like, I did not like the way it made me feel. So, um, and then well, I. Edgy, a little paranoid? No, just fucking weird. Like. I know, and maybe that's what hot being high is like. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just but I've never liked it. I've never liked that feeling. Um, so now I'm back to square one. But I want to go back to Canada, or you know. But I can't. I'm paranoid about bringing it over the border. And no, you, know, you don't want to bring it over yeah. international border. Exactly. So I don't know. Whatever. But it does suck that. I mean, it's it's such a a blessing that it's legal here. And for, I'm going to even tell you something else that the Canadian weed shop sucks. The Ontario one is better than the Quebec one. Yeah. Uh, but like the Quebec one, they were like doing the thing where they're like, we don't want this to appeal to children at all. So like the branding or there's no branding, basically it looks like, you know, like a warning package. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and they didn't want the treats to appeal to children. So like a gummy, I guess they say like, Oh, gummy is fun for right. kids. Yeah. So it's like a date square. <laughs> it's like God. the weed is in like a like some weird fucking chia seed bar or something like that. <laughs> and the options suck. It's so it's so expensive compared to here. Yeah. With the one it's, in well, I've been to in Nova Scotia, they they operated them out of the liquor stores and oh, it was fine. Cool. It was fine. But you have to go and act well no, you had to do that in um in Ontario as well, but Ontario was like walking into a gap or a, an LCBO. Like, mm-hmm. and the, I thought that I didn't know what to expect, but it was just like, I bought like chocolates and like gummies and they're, the gummies were delicious. The chocolate was amazing. Yeah. They've, um, they've gotten, they figured out how to make it taste good or at least not bad. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I'm a weed guy now, I guess. <laughs> Jason Doyle <laughs> noted weed guy. Um, it was when you said the other show. It reminded me of a story that I need your help to tell because I don't remember it. But here, here's from my recollection: the year is, I believe, I'm going to say 2004 or five. Okay, we're graduating co- college. Yeah, and we have this 
the whole thrust of this year in our radio and television communications program has been a practicum. Practicum just means like do an actual physical thing. Yeah. So we like did a thing where we wrote a script, we cast it, we location scouted it, we shot it, we edited it, we yeah. put it on a DVD, yeah. <laughs> we did the graphic design for the thing, and then there was like an award show at the end. Yes. Uh, which we did not win. And we did not. <laughs> uh, or we might have won something, editing or something. Anyways, oh, we the, did, the, yeah, the, yeah. We won the, the point of the story is that I had a, uh, a pregame in my house, because this was when we were all still young enough to uh, be yes. able to drink in two places yes. before we passed up. Uh, <laughs> and I remember... I remember you smoking weed and being like, oh, I never, I haven't smoked weed in like 20 years or something. 100%. Okay. And then the next thing I remember is we leave my place. I lock up. We all take a cab to the venue, you know, probably like whatever, 15, 20 minutes away. We yeah. get to the venue. This is where I need your help. You put on your jacket and it doesn't fit at all. Yeah. And you had taken someone else's jacket. Yeah. In your stoned haze. And then for some reason you were like, I got to get my jacket back, man. You got my keys, got back in a cab, went back to my apartment, got yeah. your jacket. Yeah. I don't remember. Came... I don't remember going back to your apartment. You don't, I, remember... I don't know why that's – I just remember you at the end being like, this is why I don't smoke weed and I'm never smoking weed again. <laughs> and I didn't until uh, like another 10 years. So, so that, was, that was your final dance. That was my final day. With the devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyways, weed's, weed's good now that you can just be like, this is a five milligram thing. Yeah. It is indica. You know, I mean, it's exactly. like, you know, my whole life buying weed, you, like the drug dealer is not like, okay, well, this one is this, this one is like, it's just yeah. weed. <laughs> exactly. I have no and idea. And now it's so specific that like, you're not really in danger of freaking out or getting paranoid or whatever, because right. you know exactly how much you're taking. Mm-hmm. And you know exactly what it is, and f quite frankly, it's fucking great. It's the way it should always be. Just like when you drink um, booze, it's not made in a bathtub where it could be ninety-eight proof or four. Exactly. You exactly. know exactly what it is. It's the same every time. Mm -hmm. <sighs> what a gift from the earth. All right, moving on. <laughs> JD, I have an exciting thing to tell you about steaks because the thing we've been trying to do forever, yeah. it finally happened. What we, we went four, 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 hundred percent. You cannot do better than that. So what am I talking about? Steaks is a sports <laughs> prediction game where you compete against thousands of other fans to prove you're the smartest. It's free to play. And the more accurate predictions, your predictions, the more you win. And boy, the more we did win this week because so I logged on. Uh. You should have seen the gifts I was getting. Those little <laughs> treasure chests were going like animated. Like, silver keys up the wazoo. Oh, my God. Amazing. Our guy must be decked out like head to toe. Like. Oh, he's looking great. He's looking like he just <laughs> had a spending spree at the Supreme store. Uh, all right. But the time has come again. We're in the finals. Mm-hmm. We killed our game one bets, but it's time to do game four. Okay. That's, All right. that's tomorrow Simple night, question. Right? Yeah. Tomorrow night, Friday night. Pick the winner, Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets. I have to tell you, Denver Nuggets. I want to go Denver Nuggets. Okay. In I Miami. In Miami. They won last night. Yeah. And I think that the Heat are outmatched. I know it, maybe it sounds rich saying that because they did win a game already in this series, and they've mm – -hmm. Beat every other team that was higher seeded than them. 
but I don't think they have it. So okay. I would like to go Denver Nuggets. I'm with you. They have the best player in the series. They have a much better team, and I am selecting them. How many points, rebounds, and assists for the Joker? So he had 32, 21, and 10, which is a total of 63. Uh-huh. So the, the, your options are at least 55 or less than 55. I'm saying say at least. At least, yeah. Okay, at least 55. All right, uh, Miami's undrafted trio of Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and Max Struess were held to just 20 total points in Game 3. How do they fare in Game 4? Uh, so, yes, even though they did keep them under 20 in Game 3, in Game 2, I should point out they had 40 points between the three of them. Yeah. So your options are less than 25 points, 25 to 35 points, or 36-plus points. What are you feeling on this one? I feel I'll let like you they, take a crack. I feel like they have their number, but they might – I think they're going to come out firing at home. Yes, I agree. So I'm going to say you want to take the mid-tier or you want to go the top tier? Let's go top tier. Top tier, okay. I don't think it's that much, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all between shooting threes. So, it's, I mean, it's high variance, but no reason to think they couldn't score 40 points between the – or 36-plus points between the three of them. Mm-hmm. All right, and final one that we are obviously getting right. Game four will be – Higher or lower scoring than Game 3? So in Game 3, there was 203 total points scored. Game 1, 197 points. Game 2, 219 points. So higher or lower than 203 points? I say higher. I say higher, too. Boom. Done. Did it. Great. Can't believe it. It's easy getting everything right. (laughs) Feels good, too. I'm hearing from the stakes people. They say, we'd prefer you to do a less good job. You're taking all our, <laughs> all our keys and coins and XP. And I say, I'm sorry. We're hoarding it. We need it. It's the only thing that's keeping us alive. But if you want to see if you can beat us, which, frankly, I don't think you can, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in the U.S. or Canada on an iOS phone, go to playwithstakes.com slash isthisgood to download stakes and start your journey to becoming a sports god. Playwithstakes.com slash is this good. JD, it's time for the comment of the week. Um, on the Vince Mancini episode, which was great, go back, check it out. We talked about, well, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about uh, being beat by a billionaire in jujitsu. Uh, we talked about naming your new dog the same name as your dead dog. Right. And we talked about collecting keepsakes for your baby. And uh, the comments of the week are basically people being really angry at how disgusting. <laughs> This topic ended up being because it started off like, oh, maybe you save a lock of the baby's hair. Mm. Maybe you save a cute little baby tooth. But then I was reading real life examples of people from a New York Times article. For instance, one woman, a real woman who saved her son's foreskin. Yeah. Weirdo. Okay. And then, by the way, this is just after people just got done complaining that they were eating or eating, you know, <laughs> eating dinner while listening to the show. And you were talking about taking a dump outside the shower. Right. <laughs> they had just recovered from that. Well, that was a medical emergency. To my that was a medical emergency. Do migraines make you do that? No, never. Never. God, can you imagine? Uh, so this is all on the Discord. And Discord you can get access to, uh, patreon.com slash isthisgood. And Suri said, my wife shivered when I told her about the parent who collected the child's boogers in a bag. That's true. Someone collected the child's boogers, put them in a bag. O5 Cabbage said, I got my just desserts for not eating mindfully. I was dining (laughs) while listening to that, and it was a huge mistake. Uh, But the true comment of the week, this one comes from Yasin Chunkov, who says, the umbilical cord is a weird one. Because, again, people were collecting umbilical cords. So he says, the umbilical cord is a weird one. But a popular tradition slash superstition here in Bulgaria. It's said that the parents should throw the umbilical cord, uh, and the location where they throw it determines the child's future. 
For example, if you throw the umbilical cord on the roof of a hospital, he or she will become a doctor. Okay. So I mean, how... I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay, well, where would you throw your, umbil- your, your unborn child's, your future child's umbilical cord? Like, where would the ideal place well, be? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a child, but I'm wondering, where did my mother throw my umbilical cord? Because <laughs> podcasting didn't exist. <laughs> Maybe so she, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how that happened. Hmm. But first of all, no shots at my mother. You think she has the the arm to get an umbilical cord <laughs> on top of a hospital? I don't know how tall the hospitals in Bulgaria are. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a, if there are more low lying buildings. But in the cities of Canada and America, these things are huge. Some like of them, yeah, twelve, fifteen stories. Yeah, yeah, of course. You can't. You couldn't even get a. A tennis ball up there, let alone an umbilical cord. Would it? So, I mean, I guess you could attach it to a drone and sort of drop it, like Aaron. Well, I, I don't know style. if that negates the superstition. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great, a great point. What if it just went through the window? Like, if there was an open window in the <laughs> hospital, <laughs> and you just threw it in there, and it just flew in there, that would probably work, right? Yeah, you're right. That would definitely work. <laughs> It's also what, what I don't understand is like it's it, there is a lot of jobs in a hospital, right? Yes. Don't I think it's a little presumptuous to think that the umbilical cord knows to get you the highest paying job? <laughs> like, I, I th- how did you become a custodian at a hospital? Well, my mother threw an umbilical cord there. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being a custodian or, or even like a, a lab tech or like an yeah. x-ray tech or a phlebotomist. I don't know. The people that take the blood. Yeah. There's nothing so wrong you, with that. You're no guaranteed to become a doctor. No. But you, you a, could become an anesthesiologist. It's nice to have somebody in the family who works in the medical field, even if it is as a, <laughs> as a custodian or just, just to be around the medicine. You know what I mean? Like just to be in the industry. But it, at the same time, the umbilical cord came from the place where you're throwing <laughs> the umbilical cord. You could that just leave it there. Yeah, that place is lousy with umbilical cords. <laughs> it, it's also like a very um, – brings to mind like a very King, King Midas-y vibe. Yes. Like King Midas, you could have one wish. I wish everything to turn to gold. Ah, I touched this stone. It is gold. I am a genius. <laughs> I, I touched this couch. The couch is gold. I have a gold couch. Ah, uh, come here, daughter. Let me hug you. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? For my daughter has been frozen into beautiful gold. That you know, it's not so bad. She was a bit mouthy, anyways. But but you know, like here here is my King Midas version of this Bulgarian uh, tale. Yeah, you throw the umbilical cord onto the hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and your child does live in the hospital, but it's because they're sick. You see, it's gone bad. You tried to do it to cheat the system to turn your kid into a doctor, but you just gave your kid a terminal disease. Oh my god! And that's <laughs> would you say? You're, would you say that because of the umbilical cord, your kid spent a lot of time in hospital? Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, that's great news. Not so, my friend. <laughs> it's got dark. <laughs> it's very dark. May your kids all be safe and healthy. But also, you're just playing. You're playing with fire when you throw an umbilical cord. On yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It would be very hard to decide where to throw the umbilical cord. Yeah, you had two kids. Did you throw them anywhere? 
well, they got collected and the the, the blood was extracted from them. And right, right. They're in a freezer somewhere, I guess. So they might be. Uh, refrigerator well, technicians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did your kids become a Maytag repairman? <laughs> They're so lonely. Wasn't that the bit? <laughs> the Maytag repairman? Yeah, 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 because it, it never broke down. Yeah. It's very interesting. Hey, man. So for every job, it's because your umbilical cord is somewhere. (laughs) So if you are a... mm, Let's say you're a chef. Yeah. The umbilical cord... I mean, I guess the simple one was just it's thrown on top of a restaurant? I guess. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not Bulgarian. I I don't want to say... But I think there's some holes in your thing. Yeah. It's just like if I go – if I throw my umbilical – my kid's umbilical cord on Space Mountain. Okay. By this prophecy, I am now the CEO of Disney. Or you're working Space Mountain. You're working yeah, – Or you're ride. working Space Mountain. I'm right. just saying there are a lot of variants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Disney's a big company. Disney's a very big company. <laughs> Could be working on the cruises. Could be getting my God. cousin Greg on. Oh, boy. Cousin Greg. <laughs> uh, all right, J.D. Well, I uh, was a lot we didn't even get to here, but we've been talking forever, and it's time for us to go. But I'm going to tell you, before we go, you should listen to the show that's coming out on Monday. Mm. We just recorded it. It is in the can, and it is a real treat. We have Harriet Dyer and Patrick Brammel. And if you don't know those names, you've seen them before. They're on network TV. Harriet Dyer, she's in American Auto. We're talking about, like, a big network sitcom. She's the lead. Anna Gasteyer's in it. Uh, Patrick's been in Call Your Mother, which is another sitcom. He's been in, uh, looking at his IMDb page, every single Australian show that I think was ever <laughs> made. They're both Australian, if I, if I didn't mention that. But they have a new show out called Colin from Accounts. It's sweeping the world by storm. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. First husband and wife team we've ever had on the show. That's true. Two people in the same room. Two couple. Well, one couple, one mic. <laughs> And it was, a, it was a vibe and a dynamic, I will say that. Uh, I think we should only have married couples on from here on out. I mean, it was great. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. Not a lot of air left in the room, I will say. I looked at <laughs> I was putting it together uh, this morning, and I'm like, wow, I think I talked twice in this one. <laughs> okay, I listened back to it, though. I mean, that's a running joke through the whole show is this, we're all talking so much that you're not saying anything, and we keep getting mad at you for, <laughs> for talking too much. But y- you had such a high uh, hit rate. Like, mm. you said, like, you told three stories, and they were all bangers. Okay, great. Great. So, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, definitely listen to that. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Buy a shirt, isthisgoodpod.com. And, uh, oh, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash isthisgood. Remember, next week's episode, if you don't subscribe, you won't be able to hear it. It's going to be hot, too. It's going to be hot. We're going to hit some hot topics. Nudity. There will be nudity. (laughs) All right. Thanks for coming on. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week.